Hey, Matt, let's tell our six listeners, or are we up to seven now? I'm not sure, about our new recording buddy, Riverside FM, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Yep, Riverside FM lets you record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a 1,000 miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. And it's as easy to use as that meeting app everyone usually uses for recording, but has much higher quality audio and video. And they have a mobile app, so guests can connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for the final girl of recording platforms for podcasts, webinars, and other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. That's S-H-I-P-I-T to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. The podcast you are about to listen to is an account of the movies which befell a group of horror fans. In particular, Tara Garwood and her intrepid friend, Matt Lolich. Had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected although they would have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as we are to see in those movies. For them, an idyllic summer movie became a nightmare, and they loved it. The movies that they watched were to lead to the creation of one of the most terrifying podcasts in the annals of American history. The Scary Movie Project. everybody, this is the Scary Movie Project, the podcast where we talk about scary movies. I'm Tara. Hey, and I'm Matt. And with us today, we have a very special guest, actor, director, producer, Brianne Davis. She, you have seen her in Jarhead. You've seen her in Lucifer, True Blood, CSI, Desperate Housewives, Entourage, Veronica Mars, list goes on and on. She's done a million things. She's amazing. And she's in the horror thriller prom night that we're going to talk about today as well. So, Brianne, thank you so much for being here. And we look forward to having a wonderful program with you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) Yes, we will have fun. So let me dive right in. Prom night Mm. is about a beautiful senior who plans the perfect prom only to have it ruined by some freak stalking one of the losers she goes to school with. At least that's how I imagine Brianne's character, Chrissy Lynn, would describe it. <laughs> totally. They're all losers. Yeah. I love, They're all I, losers. I love when they have the fire alarm going off and we, everybody has to leave. And she's like, no, give me the envelope. And just, <laughs> I didn't win. What? No. Like, oh uh, my God, the meanest character. Chrissy ever. Lynn is definitely the best character in, yeah. this, in this movie. She's she is so not much nice. fun. I, she was so much fun to play. I mean, my favorite line was the, he, if he was any stupor, stupider, I'd have to water him. <gasps> oh, I made note of that one. Yeah, yeah that's, that's my favorite. That was good. I, I actually wondered, like, was that an ad lib or was that in the script? No. Because it was so, like, it's great. just moment, like that perfect moment. 
Yeah, with Kellen Lutz, too, who I adore, who's like the nicest person in the world. And to be like mean to him and fight with him was so <laughs> much fun. But he seriously is the sweetest guy. And I had to be like, nah, to him. But uh, no, all the entire prom night, there was no ad lib. Screen mm-hmm. Gems was pretty, you know, so you have to stick to this script. Mm-hmm. And the director it was like, you have to stick to the script. Well, yeah. that was that was objectively the best yeah. line in the no, movie. No, that was that so. was awesome. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. I think everyone, <laughs> yeah. I think everyone agreed with that one. Yeah, she she's not. Um, she she wasn't a very nice character. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she's she's not the most humble but, person but, to play. <laughs> but then the thing about it is, you want everyone like the audience wants to hate her, but she never she never gets shown that she gets killed. So I assume her character, we never, she just kind of disappears. We never find out what happens to her though, right? No, she doesn't get killed. No way. No, she would she, never she, get killed in that outfit right. she was wearing. No, no I definitely imagine well her going on and living a fabulous life and like being a jet setter and stuff. Well, definitely are like an Instagram blogger. Instagram yes. influencer. Yeah. yeah like she, she loves a filter, her. like put a filter on her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, the or, little, like, or her life little, goes. Like, Art ones that they put on your cheek now. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Or her the life obnoxious goes... people. You know yes. what I mean? Sparkles. Like like, yeah, Ew. definitely. Or her life goes tragically wrong and it just ends up completely backwards. But you know, either way. I just don't feel like that for her. I feel like she's Maybe. one of those people that has everything handed to her and she's okay with it, you know, and she wears it. She doesn't yeah. like try to act like she's a good person. She's just not a good person. No, she doesn't care. She's she just, she no just goes with it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like some people we know now. Okay. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so tell us about working on this film. What were some highlights for you? Like, were there any special moments you want to share? Well, it was such a fun shoot because it was a, it was a big group of us. It was a big mm-hmm. cast, yeah. and working with Sony uh, Screen Gems was they treat us so well. Like lunch was amazing, everything was amazing. Like craft service for an actor, craft service is the most important. Oh yeah, favorite. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. Because you go when you don't know when you're gonna like get another job, so you like start taking stuff. Yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> HBO Crafty later too because. I don't know. Sony's is pretty good. And another, which, yeah, NCIS, the LA one with Mm -hmm. LL Cool J, I was on their craft service Mm. and and catering is like top notch. So anyways, this this movie was great. I mean, Jonathan Sheck and I have worked together four times. So Mm -hmm. I feel like we're like, so it was nice having him on. It was the first one we worked together. Um, Jana Kramer played one of my sidekicks who, you know, we have a project together. So I forged a lot of great relationships from that movie, but it also, and I'll I'll give you the inside scoop. All right. The two groups did not hang like my group and, you know, Brittany Snow's group. We did not hang. It was like, no, you guys were like method acting there. I guess so. I'm not a method actor, but it definitely felt like that at times where we kind of, even though our chairs were, it kind of like was separate. It was really funny. Maybe they did it on purpose. I don't know. Like we weren't invited to any of their get togethers. (laughs) I was in a play once where the woman who I, I, in Annie, when I was a little kid and the woman who played Miss Hannigan was mean to us because she wanted us to be scared of her. Oh yeah. And then at the very end of like the run, she was like suddenly really nice and was like, I love you guys. I'm going to miss you so much. You know, I was only mean to you for the acting, right? (laughs) 
Well, I'm not like that. Even though I'm, I play mean characters, I'm mm-hmm. not mean off camera. Like I just go in and out of it. Yeah. So I, that was a little crazy to me, but we shot long hours. They were like 16 hour days mm. through the night. Mm-hmm. Um, my wardrobe was amazing and it was nice because I didn't have to do any of the blood scenes because working with blood is right. never a good time especially if you have blonde hair it stains your hair oh gosh right so I had you know that big piece and I'm just so glad I didn't have to get it bloody so I was just happy about that good. <laughs> uh, oh man so right. okay so I do have to ask about because you're talking about the people you worked with yeah Did you at least get to meet and work a little bit with Idris Elba? Because, oh my God. Oh my God. He's such a beautiful man. (laughs) He's so beautiful. And I just want so much for him to be lovely. He is so lovely. There you go. He is so kind. And his accent, you know, he would go into American accent on camera. But during the prom scene where we were all like running out in the long mm-hmm. stairs, he was there and he was just the kindest, sweetest person. And he's tall and handsome. And I was like, I'm obsessed with him. And my husband, of course, we were together. He was like, can you stop talking about him? I was like, no, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, my husband's just like, yeah. I like, mean, you can't even compete with I that. Can't, yeah, like, he's like, I can't, I can't ding you on that one that's that's real (laughs) um one of my favorite shows of all time Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. friday night friday night lights and so you got to work with jason street uh what's the actor scott porter right was that it scott porter yeah i just saw him love that show yeah he's really good friends with one of my co-stars from six they're like best friends and i Mm -hmm. ran into him before the pandemic at an audition and we were talking about prom night he's a really nice guy too honestly that everybody was a really like a really cool person which that doesn't happen a lot (laughs) i'm not gonna lie Yeah. yeah yeah it's nice when you get that like magic mix of like just all wonderful people yeah it was just really chill it was fun we all we got along but like i said we didn't hang out and i do have to say i was the oldest one of like the high school kids Mm -hmm. so i always felt like i was like they would talk about things that I didn't really like to. And I was like, I'm so old. Why am I playing a high school person? I'm so old. Did you kind of end up being like everybody's big sister? No, because they don't, nobody knows how old I am. So I kept it Uh, hidden, but it was like this underneath thing where I was like, they're talking about something. I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. That's great. So let's see. You were also in, I know, Among Friends, directed Mm -hmm. by Scream Queen Danielle Harris. And I know Matt is excited to ask you about that. So I haven't seen it, but she's like my idol. She's she's my Scream Queen idol. She always has been. I love everything she does. She's the best. Um, So yeah, how is she to work with like directing? Because I mean, she's just known as you know, the girl with blood in all the movies, but yeah, she, she actually made a piece. So I haven't seen the film. Yeah, <gasps> you haven't? Is, it's no, actually really I good. I haven't seen it. Um, Danielle's amazing. Her and I are, are good friends and I just did her YouTube show. So that's coming out soon, but awesome. she, she's a great director. I mean, once you grow up in the business, you kind of know how to give direction mm-hmm, and di- sure. different directions to, yeah, different actors and we shot that movie in such a short amount of time in such a tight quarter and there was so many of us when you watch it we were all stuck around this table for a very long time she did great like 
directing each different personality because every actor has a different Mm -hmm. how they take in um, notes and stuff. So she's wonderful to work with. And there's this one moment if you watch the movie where my character breaks down, she has this like huge emotional moment. And Danielle, all her direction was she's like, just imagine if you were talking about me. And I just was like, like you'll, you'll have to watch it. Yeah, but that was her note to me in that moment. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's to, so yeah. sweet. I gotta check it out because her stuff is awesome. Yep. That's yeah, really cool. she's she's a great, she's a cool chick. She's just like really chill and cool. You would like her. She's a nice so, girl. So uh, do, do you have uh, the go ahead to talk about the web series at all to tell us about what's coming up? With hers? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. So I don't want to get in trouble. So but we'll just know there's one coming from her. Yeah. Yes. We, that we shot together and awesome. I know she's I so, she's so busy. It. Yeah. You'll, you'll yeah. see it soon. Okay. Very Yay. cool. Awesome. Inside industry news, you guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's what you get here. Who are, who are, our, you know, who are this way? Jamie Lee Curtis was, you know, well, maybe her mother may have been the original scream queen from psycho and then Jamie Lee Curtis. And then, yeah, for me, like for my generation, yeah, Danielle Harris is where it's at. She is the scream queen for me, for sure. That's she awesome. definitely is. She definitely, she, and she oh, yeah. loves that hat. She loves her fans and she I would loves, think so. yeah. she loves working on them. I mean, she does yeah. so many movies. I oh, can't yeah. even tell you which ones. No, she's done a lot of stuff. That's awesome. Um, so, okay. I also wanted to ask you, since it's also in the horror realm, even though it's not a movie, about True Blood, because mm. you played. The Merlot's waitress, Belinda, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who I remember because I'm a big fan of True Blood. <laughs> um, she was obnoxious. Oh my gosh. Right, so you know what? I'm going to raise my hand. I'm going to be the one since I feel like Tara sometimes takes this oh, role. No. I have to be the one now that says that I've never seen it. <gasps> I know. I know. <sighs> I've never seen it. I'm sorry. I'm a horrible person. And I'm it's just going to let, such I'm gonna, a good I'm show. let you guys discuss this while I just sit and listen. At this it's point. such a good show. So I need like everything about True Blood. <laughs> okay, what do you want to know? <laughs> um, um, okay, well, first of all, can you tell us about your character, Belinda, just so our listeners like know who to look out for the next time they're watching it? Yeah, I was in the last three seasons. Um, they, she's very Southern and she t- I talk like this mm-hmm. and very redneck. And my scenes are with Anna and um, crap, I can't find the other actors right now. My head just went out, but I love working on it. And I just mostly work with them and in, in the restaurant and they brought me back a bunch of times, which I didn't know that was going to happen. And it was so nice to be on the finale where Steven mm-hmm. directed it. And I got like a f- crazy death scene, which I'm not going to talk about, but yeah, it yeah. was such a fun, again, it's like a huge, another huge cast and we would be shooting multiple episodes at one time. So. Oh, that's I, so interesting. Yeah. I've never worked on anything like that where you're shooting. I mean, yeah. like uh, obviously I've movies you either. shoot out of order, but right. like shooting more than one episode at a time is so strange. Yeah. They were, they were shooting a lot of episodes and that's for me has never happened. So you'd go in and like, I'm shooting this episode and then a scene from this episode. It was just so weird to shoot like that, but I guess they had to, cause they were trying to like get it done. Yeah. They before. got a time constraint. Done. Yeah. They yeah. have to do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Another... So, so you're saying Sony's, um, Sony's crafty was better than HBO's though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, as I remember, cause <laughs> it was such a big budget movie, you know, yeah. 
Right. So when you do those big budget movies, they have a big budget. So yeah. Crafty is amazing. But majority, yeah. I will say majority of horror movies, your Crafty is not great. It's just no. not great. Especially not the indie ones. You're like pizza every day. You get like day. a pretzel and one yeah. cup of coffee. <laughs> uh, yeah, we. I, I did a short film, short horror film, and we my parents actually catered for us. Oh, I love (laughs) that. They actually made meals and stuff. It was only like a long three-day weekend, but they made meals for us and everything. And I was like, I'm not just giving everybody pizza. That was like my big thing. I was like, these people are doing this like really, 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 really cheap. Okay, free. and Free, mostly (laughs) free, mostly free. free. Mostly free. And um, I am not giving them pizza for three days straight. So No, we did Go ahead, go ahead. You, yeah, we've been talking. We're, we're talking about we're talking about the lake. Is that right? Yeah, the lake. Mm-hmm. Yes, working for free. Anyway. Yes, yes, yes. Matt yes. worked on that for we free. All, we all had a, we all had a really good time, so it's okay. But that's the thing. That's the best thing about the indie horror world yeah. is that everybody's coming together. It's, yeah. We're not doing it. Common to pay goal. Your, Common goal. Yeah, and you're not doing it to pay your bills. But I have to say, if you feed your crew well, they will work their butts off and that for me our productions we fed well like that's important I rather put more money in the food and craft Mm -hmm. service Mm -hmm. than any other department yeah so any aspiring filmmakers out there in our listeners, in our five listeners, any aspiring filmmakers, <laughs> as I always say that, yes, I think <laughs> like, I don't worry, four. we have more than five listeners. No, no. <laughs> I even say on my podcast, I'm like, if I help one person that's like doing my job, you right. know? I'm like, so our five listeners, anyone who is a filmmaker or aspiring filmmaker know that like feed your people talent and your crew good food goes a long way a long way and always focus on sound sound is so important that is where you spend the money people will tolerate bad video but they won't tolerate bad audio no they will not listen if the audio is bad not at all it's like a radio station you flip to a radio station what did i say two to three seconds of dead air and you're changing the station so Mm Yeah, or a commercial. Ugh, I, yeah. I can't take commercials anymore. Now that I, I don't watch regular TV, I can't take it. That that's a problem with our society at this point is we can't <laughs> handle commercials. But that's that, but that's a topic for another day. <laughs> Makes it hard to uh, to sell things. But uh, <laughs> what are you true. gonna do? So we're as we're talking about making movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you made Psychophonia or um, Dead Signal. Deadly signal. Yeah. They changed the title. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So is that, is that an alternate title or is that, you know, how, what was, you know, the buyer wanted to change the title. So they changed it. And once you sell it, you just don't have any rights at all. So So it was deadly signal. I had never heard. I had never heard the deadly signal title. actually. No, it's psychophonia first. And then they switched it to deadly signal. Well, you know what? On Amazon, it comes up as psychophonia. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that makes me so happy. When I watch it on, yeah. on, on, on demand, that's what it came. Yeah, I, I never yeah. saw a deadly. Scene. I love that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's psychophonia again. So mm-hmm. so you won in the end. Yeah, you win. <laughs> I don't know is- if I won anything, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a much more interesting name, I think. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. kind of draws you in more. Yeah, um, I thought so too. And our original poster that we had is so beautiful. We got this artist from another country, and yeah, it's the so art beautiful. Work. That poster's up there too. It's so cool. The one with the the guy and the body, and 
Oh my God. So yeah. Then, that's our that, original poster. So then did that artist do all the paintings that are in the movie? Yeah. yeah. She sent a bunch Those of her artwork. So yeah. They're very yeah. good. And Vedette yeah. She's from where again? I don't remember. I'll have oh. to tell you guys, but I can't remember it. I, I should have looked it up, but yeah, she's, she's a beautiful good. artist. I can give you the information. The, her work is amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Very good. It's yeah. really lovely. I remember actually wondering about that. Like, as we were looking at it, I was like, who did that art? Yeah, mm -hmm. I'll give you the info so you can put it in your, yeah. like, description or something if really people want to look at it. Yeah, up. that would be great. We can, yeah. Yeah, we can definitely do that. Um, so tell us about making that because you were the director. Right. Now, I saw someone else wrote it, but was it your idea? Was it, Did you create the idea or how did that all come about? Well, actually, here's the funny story. Uh, Jennifer Blanc Bean, I did two movies with her and we produced two movies and I directed The Night Visitor 2. It's a found footage movie. It's a horror sci-fi found footage movie before Psychophonia. And I love directing. It was like all my acting, all my OCD, all my type A goes in. And I just loved, it was like every cell in my body was on fire directing. So what happened was Psychophony already had a female director attached and a couple of weeks before production started, she fell out oh, and, wow. oh. and I just got done shooting and uh, Jen reached out to me and said, Hey, listen, are you available to direct? It's in a couple of weeks. Can you jump aboard? And at that time I wasn't doing anything else. And I said, you know what? If, if my husband, yeah, if my husband and I can produce it, you know, then I'll come and do it. And I, got to cast Vedette. She's one of my really good friends. Um, she was very good. She's an amazing actress. She's on FBI right now. And she just did that Nicole Kidman show on HBO. I can't remember. It's like, oh, um, it just came out. The, the new one. The undo. Hugh Grant. Yes, the undo she's it. in that too. That she's, was, wait, who is she in that? Because I saw that. That was She's really like good. one of the friends, like the uh, the rich friends. I haven't watched it, oh, so I, I have haven't had a chance. Yeah. So that she's an so amazing good. actress and I'm so glad she's doing well. And I got to cast Kelly Stewart, you know, that hot tub time machine and Adam Rose, who's like all TikTok God right now. And well, and, and he's, it was Adam Rose, wasn't it? Who was in, um, he was Max. Veronica Mars. Veronica yeah. Yeah. Which so is like another one. This is like, <laughs> I've watched, I have watched Veronica Mars forever probably it was, like i've watched it probably like six times now the whole oh he's wow. like, i love that show that's more than even yeah. i watch series holy yeah. cow that's impressive no yeah, it's he's probably amazing. my favorite show ever wow well just so you know Kristen bell is so sweet too she was like She's such a kind amazing. individual yeah so there oh, you go I, yeah i <laughs> i you know i don't like i don't fangirl out a lot but i totally fangirl over her well, you'll love her. She's honestly such a sweet individual. I mean, you know, when you go onto shows or movies or, and, and the per, who's welcoming, you, you mm -hmm. know, immediately if the show is running so smooth that usually the lead actors are really kind people, yeah. but then you go yeah. on other, other shows or, or films and it's all chaos and you know, <laughs> like it starts at the top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can. Yeah, that definitely, <laughs> that holds true for me. I've, I've seen okay, that. Okay, good. <laughs> that, yeah. 
that's well so i got to cast a lot of my friends in that movie awesome. uh psychophonia because i got to come on and i said i want to cast my friends it's and your they, show right yeah you yeah they right. did me a favor we shot right. it in seven days and three locations seven days wow seven okay, so days. i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask the oh technical stuff because i'm all about yeah, it yeah so let's ask all if, the technical if you questions. know it all what what cams did you use what were your lights what were your mics um, well, that's the thing we had, um, who gave us, uh, Canon gave us all our, all, all of our, uh, cameras for feet for free Ooh, and all the oh lenses. My gosh. What, because, uh, what type, what can, what did they give you? Oh my God. I don't remember. Cause my husband does all that technical stuff. Okay. He had, he did the Bannon way, which would they, you remember it? If you heard it, was it like the C100 C, or C3, the C300? It wouldn't be a 100. It would be a C300. I can C300. text him while we're talking and the ask C, what S Psychophonia is, was shot oh. at. What camera? It would be a what? C700. A C100 is... Camera was... You guys, I'm guessing, you, well, that was 2016 you made that? I have no idea. I, right, wasn't it? My time frame is off. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was just a few years ago, I think, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. Two years ago. It, 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 it's not a big, I'm, big deal. I'm just, that, I'm just always into, you know, whenever I watch something, I think the it was first thing three I think years is, ago. What did they shoot three this and with? a what half? Yeah. I just asked him. So he'll text me. He'll be like, why is she asking me that? <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> It's beautifully. My husband, you know, no, it's he, sharp. It looked clean. Oh, there, there were he, a couple. There were a couple scenes I loved when. Yeah, which one? I really liked the one where the uh, guy's ex-wife, the blonde, comes yes. in and she's mm -hmm. on the couch. I, I like that shot of her sitting, but the you know view of um, the woman standing. It's kind of the over the shoulder of her from a distance. Yes, yeah. that a lot. I like that composition. I like the slider shot of her when she's burying the phones and it's that if her in the yeah. garden, it's that nice kind of slide. That shot. tree, that huge. I like yeah. all the, all the like just... the shots where you pushed in as you were like yeah. setting the scene. I, or you I, pushed I in love those subtle, really nice. nice, easy oh, moving. That makes camera, so movement, <laughs> camera movement is always good. Yeah, I think that was, that was, oh, love the shot in the beginning where he goes for the run and he's looking <laughs> over the valley there and it's the kind of that you know oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that was good too yeah that was Topanga Canyon we shot that in Topanga Canyon like cool. you the shot last it all day. in and around LA right 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 yeah it was a it, I mean it was gorilla like we were like scraping that's, that's together awesome. like trying to get it done you know people were leaving yep. town it was right before the holiday that's, so you're just like <gasps> you know what though some ways that's better because it's like I mean when you're putting like when I'm producing a show or something at work, it's like I have all these things I do piece by piece, and I wonder sometimes, what if I just grab my camera and a mic and just did this instead of all these little step by step? Well, where you, sometimes it's just you fast. get an urgency, right. I think, yeah, that yeah. that, that drives creativity. Yeah, and I think you don't like you're like okay, let's just try this, let's just set this here, and mm -hmm. and that was such a beautiful moment for my husband and I because we worked so well under pressure that we were like, oh, that's why we're going to start our production that's company. Good. That's why we're like. Making oh, nice. TV shows and things like that now because so it, was he your your DP your director of photography or well technically he wasn't but I'm giving him credit for it because <laughs> he really pulled through for me and mm -hmm. you know really set up the lighting where I wanted it because the people we were working with didn't have enough experience as they told me they had <laughs> so there was yeah, a that can happen like too. you know right. yeah where you know don't that's also if you're listening don't over qualify yourself because no. when yeah. you get on set and the director asks you and you don't know that is not a good situation to be put in yeah, yeah. people yeah. would rather work with you knowing that you don't have as much experience and like 
give you the opportunity to learn and Mm -hmm. be there for that than to think that you really know everything and then find out that you don't. Yes. So that's a good tip. Don't inflate your resume. We have like, we have like four or five life store, good tips that we can use. That holds true for acting too. Don't say that you played a role in something because, um, well, the person who did play it, they might know them. So That's I think that kind of goes. I've, just, I've heard that story actually in theater in our area. Someone did that. And the oh person who like directed it, they auditioned for them and they were like, so you played this role in this production, eh? Because I directed that. Oh my God. And I don't so remember you. I would have loved Aww. to have heard that. That would be, uh, well, yeah. good life. Yeah, life lessons. Basically, whatever field you're in, don't lie on your resume. That's pretty yeah. much a- how about uh, that? How about just don't lie on your resume? There we go. To say. Uh, life pro gonna, tip, guys. What was I going to mention about? So this movie kind of reminds, I, I, I thought it was a really cool story, the seedy underbelly of swingers. <laughs> but um, <laughs> for some reason, it kind of reminded me in a way of a movie I love. What is it? Um, Eight Millimeter Did you ever, with Nicolas Cage. You guys ever I see that? Oh. I feel like I have, but I can't remember. See, and so of course, it made me think of Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, yeah, I that's love. where I was. I was using a lot of those references, especially when they were getting in like the mm-hmm. sexual situation. Plus, I wanted to protect my actress, who, you know, was very uncomfortable with those overtly sexual. Sure. Stuff. Uh, and I didn't want to make I... it T and A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it wasn't. I mean, there was no, there was no. the one like the one scene where there was a little bit, but it was yeah. very suggestive, was very like tasteful and just yeah. suggested and right. yeah, yeah. Fine. I thought you sort of uh, alluded definitely, to definitely it very go... nicely without like, hey, <laughs> yeah. You definitely didn't go eyes wide shut style because at that house during the party that was a little much. But I love that movie. Oh my god, I love that movie. But yeah, yeah. Um, no, I thought that was tastefully done. But yeah, it reminded me of eight millimeter in a way because. Mm-hmm. He's a detective, but it's a different kind of story. But he's looking for like a snuff film and he finds this, you know, dirty underworld of what goes on in these videos. But yeah. it reminded me of that story. So I like oh. that. That was that was cool. Yeah, yeah, I thought you guys had so many ideas that that were so interesting and different than what you see in in big like big Hollywood films because yeah. they would never like get made. They wouldn't yeah. touch that subject. Like, it would be like taboo or something. Yeah, like they just wouldn't. Right. Because they would be like, yeah. oh, nobody wants to see that. But then you've got these interesting things. And i that's one of the things I love about indie horror films is that they do, you can take on these more interesting subjects and and the you've got the the um the swinger club, but then you've also got the guy who's studying people calling from beyond the grave. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like to mix those two together and sort of marry them, yeah. it's it's so interesting. Oh, it just that, made for such an interesting like storyline weaving through that. And yeah, and I wanted to be like beautifully shot. So it was mm. almost just a position of what the story was. So it's like these beautiful lit yeah. scenes instead of like the mm. gritty normal kind of indie, you know, horror situation. Right. So that just makes sense. Make so it- it's like, all this stuff is happening in like a nice, normal, clean world. Yeah, right, exactly. right. This Reality exists with it. Yeah you're, yeah, you're in, you're in your your modern life, and it's viewed that way. But yeah, it's all this stuff. And I guess it kind of reminded me too of you guys. Maybe never seen it. It wasn't very good. A movie called White Noise that came out a long time ago. Michael Keaton was in it. Right? I actually started watching that, and I couldn't okay. finish it. Like I <laughs> turned it off. Uh, that, 
I never saw it. His <laughs> wife dies and he starts then, I guess, trying to hear recordings. Like I kind yeah, of got that I vibe did, from it yeah. as well. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I looked didn't... at it, but I turned it off. It was, yeah, I was like, this is nothing, kind of putting me to sleep. <laughs> it's, nothing, it's nothing amazing, but it just kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. So let me see. Let me ask you. So I noticed that some of the themes in Psychophonia seemed like they might be related to the novel that you've got coming out. I mean, there, kind I was going to ask if there's anything to that, but you weren't the creator of it. So, so maybe that was just a, a happy coincidence. <laughs> happy accident. You know, I think when I think of psychophonia, I don't ever really think about the swingers aspect. Mm-hmm. So when I think of that movie, I just think of like the great acting and how it's beautifully shot. So it, technically they weren't together, but it definitely leads into my other half of my world in my real life that I just started opening up about. And I wrote a book about, and it's coming out February 12th for Valentine's day weekend. It's called secret life of a Hollywood sex and love addict. So tell us a little bit about that, about your book. What can you tell us about it? Well, it's based on my life. It's a fiction. It's a novel. It's a Roma Clef fiction that is based on my life. But I took inspiration from stories I've heard dreams I've had and I just created this character, Roxanne, who her name is from the police song. Roxanne. Good song. You don't have to put on the red light. Good song. Such a good song. Well, yeah. When I was trying to think, like, first, because it was a memoir, I was writing it and it was a memoir. And I realized a lot of people could probably sue me. And the second thing I realized is I want to protect the people in my life. So all the names are changed. You'll never know who I'm talking about. So they have names like cool girl and superstar and Mm -hmm. glam girl and all these different names. And you'll never know who it is. So it's definitely like a memoir, also self-help book. It's like the 10 rules Roxanne figures out where she can get through this first year of her addiction letting go of her addiction and getting on the other side so it's this journey of her first year and the 10 rules she um lives by now so and so does this does this play into I know you have a podcast of your own as well yeah is that what your podcast is about as well then or is it so it, it kind of all came organically I wrote the book and 45 days, the first draft I've been rewriting, but right. my husband really forced me. He's like, you're, will you write, write, take this writing class. And I'm like, I am not interested. I am an actress. That's all I am. And a director. And I don't want to be a writer. Um, nah, that goes with it. You got to do all those things. I know. Well, he kept pestering yeah. me and he's like, come on, just take it. You don't have to tell anybody, just take this class. And I did. And I, it poured out of me right. and After that, you know, I've had a lot of interest in in it becoming a television show. And so I wrote this article for HuffPost about being in Hollywood. I just got my 10 years in recovery in the program myself. And I just had this calling to be of service to other people. And so I wrote this article in HuffPost. And I, and I can't tell you the responses I got, like people reaching out saying my, my wife is like this, my girlfriend, or I'm like this, you know, men and women. And I woke up during the pandemic. It was, I think it was in June. I had this, I woke up and I had this thought at 3am, like secret life podcast, giving other people a chance to share their secrets, the things they've been holding, the shame, the situations they've been going through. 
and they could change their name. A lot of people are anonymous. Some people are well-known and we have people like, one of my first ones I recorded was a girl tried to commit suicide and shot herself in the chest with a shotgun and she survived. (sighs) Then Mm. I've had emotional incest, you know, a lot of eating disorders, men and women, you know, molestations, rapes, sexual assault. I mean, mm-hmm. you, the list goes on and on. People call in and get, tell me their secrets. And then I have funny ones like addicted to reality television, steals from Jeff Bezos at Whole Foods, funny <laughs> stories that you lied about right. falling off at Disneyland, like all these lies and secrets. And yeah. it's just been such a beautiful experience to give people a platform to let go of their shame. Yeah, that sounds like it must be very cathartic. It's amazing to be able to say that without the fear of retribution or judgment, you know, or judgment. Yeah, because you're saying it just out there. Yeah, there's so there are just the amount of people that have stuff like that that want to talk is like astronomical number, Mm -hmm. but they don't know what to do. And you know, you being able to do that one, the strength for you for you to do it, good job, and then being able to let those other people come into your world and do that is you're helping you and you're helping them. And that's, that's like, I mean, yeah, it's just like therapy. I mean, it's huge. That's so, that's yeah. so it good. is. Yeah. Every time I record with somebody, awesome. we, it's such a beautiful moment and a connection, especially when I don't know them. And I actually don't see a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what their real name is. Most of the time. You're like a priest and a, you're like a priest in a convention. Oh my <laughs> gosh, totally. I think <laughs> like, because I was willing uh, to share all my dirt and say, this is who I am. This is not, does not define me as a person. They feel comfortable talking to you now because of that. Yeah, I feel like I, that's so important, particularly yeah. with mental health and with yeah. substance yeah. use disorders. Like yes. I have anxiety with OCD and I've talked about it for many years. I just tell people like, I just, it comes up and I say it because yeah. I made a point to never make it a secret. Yeah. So yeah, that other people would feel like it didn't us. have to be a secret for them. It'll be worse. Exactly. It'll just get worse yeah. that way. Yeah. Well, for me, for my program and doing 12 step program is like secrets kill us. And so sure. if I can help the listener who is not ready to share their secret, if my guest can help the listener, that's, I'm doing my job. Like I said, if I help one person, mm-hmm. yeah. then I've done something good that day because yeah. my, the whole point of the 12 steps is to be of service to other people. So definitely during this pandemic time and the world has been chaotic to be of service is like, it's gold. Yep. So secrets awesome. kill us, mm-hmm. Matt. You'll you'll recognize this. It could almost be the tagline to my short film, The Lake, that we were talking about. Earlier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's oh, about it? it's family, dark family secrets and things. But drown your secrets, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Drown. Yeah. Drown. Secrets. Drown your secrets is the is the tagline. <laughs> oh, good. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. So. I'm really excited about the book. I can't believe it's coming out. It makes me so nervous, but it's like, you know what? I'm just going to put it out there and good. really people are loving it. And I'm just really grateful. So I know we talked about this a little bit. Do you have a little snippet you want to share with? Oh yeah, I do. You guys are the first people I'm reading it to. (gasps) And here's like the prototype. Oh, Oh, look at it. Oh, if you're on the, if you're on the, uh, in YouTube, you can see the book guys. Yeah, look. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So this is the one about a horror movie. So you'll never we're all going to get signed copies of this, obviously, right? Oh, obviously (laughs) everybody listening, all five people, Uh, all five of you guys. 
<laughs> okay, here we go. So right, this is it. this is in chapter one. So I can't tell you what happens before, but you'll kind of get the gist. All right. So I first met NYC on a movie. We were shooting on location in Kansas City, Kansas, the perfect setting for acting out, I might add. ATL came to visit me on the first weekend I was working. We all went bowling together with the cast and crew. Nothing much else to do in that town. We were shooting a cheesy horror movie in the freezing snow. NYC was the muscle-ripped psycho killer, and I was the many victims he mutilates. Romantic much? I banked my career on playing that sexy, naive character who walks by herself in a woods calling for a missing boyfriend. You know, the one you want to yell at the screen with frustration. Who would be by themselves, you idiot girl? Not to mention exasperately hollering. Why would she be wearing a crop top mini skirt in the middle of the woods in the dead of a winter snow? Then the monster comes out of the shadows and kills my character. Yep, that was me. Don't judge. I bought my house with those paychecks, enjoyed my time choosing my next sexual prey on those sets. And on that movie shoot, ATL was in town and NYC was my new target. NYC and I had our first kiss on camera in the icy cold woods with 10 crew members standing around watching, freezing their butts off while we rolled around in the fallen leaves. I wanted him. He was a damn good kisser, moving his hips perfectly to almost give me a full fully clothed orgasm. But here was the kicker. We were gyrating around in poison fucking ivy. Yes, <laughs> I ended up with itchy red welts all over my ass and yep. thigh. Not exactly the best ending to a month long shoot, but maybe it was a huge foreshadowing awesome. of the pain I was going to cause myself later. Oh my gosh! All right. I was, that was getting steamy until the point. Oh, yeah, poison I mean, ivy, right? It gets steamy. It gets steamy. <laughs> so, I had other things, but I was like, I'm not gonna read those on on camera. That makes me no. Too- and we need we need to hear the horror movie set. Right. Yeah, that's so. There's a now, couple other ones, but yeah. So this Go is ahead. now our, our second author on the show. Now this is great. Mm-hmm. And we just had yeah. our first. We just had our first story time. I thought that we was just had our first reading. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. I'm yes. so excited. Yeah. Thank you so much for reading that for That's us. Great. So, um, so I have a few other questions I just want to ask you in general, like, yeah. so now that we've talked about all these different horror films you've worked on mm-hmm. and, and different ways in which you've worked on them, what would you say your experiences as a woman working in horror, like, especially as a director? Oh yeah. Uh, okay. And when is there, I first, is there a difference? I guess how, how big, how mm-hmm. big are the differences, the acting towards the directing? Oh, that too. Oh, that's a good question too. Okay. The first question, well, I think when I first started, cause I did a lot of horrors when I first started also, I think mm-hmm. now you're treated much better than you were like 15 years ago and more women are directing horror films and, it's been so awesome because you know if you go on, you're going to be protected. Before when I started, you would be put in situations like rolling around on poison ivy. Mm-hmm. The location manager didn't figure out that there was poison ivy in that part of the woods. Like you weren't taken. It was like. So that just, part actually happened. Yes. There's oh, a lot in here that happens, but I can't tell you which one. Yeah. You'll have to guess for yourself. <laughs> but yeah, so I felt at the beginning you weren't taken care of as a woman. And and recently, the past five years, I feel like we're much more taken care of and mm-hmm. not just used as, you know, like I said, that sexy girl running in the woods in the miniskirt where you're like, really? Like, that's what she'd be doing? Yes. Um, 
So that, I hope answers that question. And the other question, I feel like now as a director and especially in horror that you take care of your actors more than it was a long time ago. And I think Mm -hmm. not saying anything's bad with men out there, but women directors seem to take care of the women more. Yeah. Hopefully that's changed for other people, but it's just important. Like we inclusive and we take care of every gender. Yeah. I think that's, and I think that movies and horror movies in particular are going a little bit, they're going a little bit more away from the woman just as a, a sexual object. Sexy, she might yeah, as well sexu- just say it. Yeah. Just as a sexual object that right. we can then enjoy seeing be murdered. Like, right. Yeah, like how many women do you need to see murdered? Come on, people. Let's like murder some men. Well. (laughs) Right? Yeah, with their pants off. (laughs) The uh, indie horror film I was in, Women's Studies, that's that's what we murdered a lot of men. Oh my God, I love it. (laughs) I mean, I can think of a couple just off the top of my head, movies, scary movies by women. I mean, look at um, American Psycho. The the subject of that is very awful towards women, directed by a woman. And she yeah. directs those scenes where he's killing women with chainsaws and I know having but threesomes. That was a long time ago. I feel like yeah. it's just changing now. I feel like our yeah. environment is changing and you're getting more creative. Yes, I agree. And I love American Psycho. I oh, know that's yeah. terrible. Yeah, it's, no, it's it's, no, it's a great. very good movie. It's though. so good. It's and so good. The, and it's read creepy. the book if you haven't read the book. <gasps> I have. Oh I you, have then it, you know all the awful stuff that isn't in the movie then. My husband said there were a few parts. He just he just skipped um, like he was like i'm just gonna skip ahead a little bit all i'm gonna say this is bad brianne will understand this Ger- uh, gerbils and a pumpkin outside of the apartment that's all i'm gonna yeah. say no you know what i'm talking about i don't want to know <laughs> I yeah it's something you're like ah never mind nope 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 uh, i'm okay stuff. but yeah and then also um what's her face uh did both pet cemeteries i mean those aren't necessarily know uh, tropes you know women and thing like that but yeah um the fact is they're well known for a reason that's unfortunate in the fact that it's because they're women that made these movies they shouldn't be known for just because they're a woman doing it they should be right. you know lauded for the work they did but unfortunately yeah. the the you know the level of that the amount of them isn't enough so yeah, yeah. but i definitely feel like the world is opening up now especially oh, yeah. in the horror world where women are you know, included to direct. And it's not as big of a like, oh, she directed it now. I'm feeling that. I don't know. Yeah, it's not as much of a, she's, it's a woman director instead of just like, like, this person directed it. It shouldn't be a gimmick. It shouldn't shouldn't be a reason you watch it. Oh, a woman made it, so I'm going to watch this. Like it has any fucking difference. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. We're all in agreement here. And hopefully (laughs) you are too listening. Oh, he told me what the camera was. Okay. Three uh, or Canon C three hundred. Yeah, yep. C three hundred. I was right. Look Read at that. Good. That camera is amazing. That's um, a very good camera. I yeah, have a, it was I, beautiful. I have a C and they series. gave you some good lenses for it too. Oh and, yeah. Oh yeah. And we got, got two a, of them for free. Now who who gave you your audio? Oh, I don't remember who the audio person was because they showed up with no. Um, headphones or anything so that was a fun situation on the first day oh my gosh (laughs) obviously you worked through it so that's okay we Um, did we worked through it it was that i will say that movie was grueling i think i lost three years of my life on that movie. (laughs) that's a lot but it was my husband and i afterwards were like 
oh my god i think i just aged five no, years i i believe it but you know what that's I mean, that's part of how that goes, I guess. Yeah. That's... You lesson learn, you know, you hire people that, you know, you, you know, you, like yeah. I said, don't yeah. say you can do something when you can't do it. Yep. Well, and uh, another one, if we're giving tips, I'll, I'll give this one. It's a show about tips today. So. I would rather have the person who's pretty good at what they do and has a fantastic attitude. Oh yeah. The person who's amazing at what they do and has a shit attitude. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Get rid of that person. Me too. hundred percent. Time. I would take the person with a little bit less experience, like oh, someone yeah. who still knows what they're doing, but maybe doesn't know as much. Yeah. And it's just not worth it to work with mm-hmm. people who are pain in the ass, no matter how good they are. No. And I've had that experience it. on the actor side and on the crew side where mm-hmm. if someone even, if you're listening out there and you want to get into the movie world, if someone's even the tiny bit difficult, uh, you will not work with them again. Even if they're a yeah. friend, I, you just, when you're making a movie, especially in the indie world, especially in the mm-hmm. horror world, it's so, you, you're, everything moves so fast that you don't have time for any drama. And if anybody creates it, they're done. It's not because you hate them. It's just, you just don't have the energy to even deal with it. Yeah. Yes. Government job where no one gets fired and you work, you know, nine to five. This is something you choose. You really, really want to do. Yeah. And you can't have that negative energy that you can have that. Right. No. And it gets around like, because it's, no matter, even I'm sure it's the same way in LA. Like DC is a smaller area, but like I'm sure even in LA, it's still like a small world. Oh where yeah, like you a all lot of people together. know each other. Yeah, sure. you're all like circling in the same sort of places and the mm-hmm. same sort of people. And people will hear if you are on difficult. Yeah, I even bet. just a little yeah. bit. Even if you like. You, people just don't have time for it here. Yeah. So you're coming. But people and- will also hear if you're fantastic to work with and a dream. Yeah. So that, like, famous, that famous line, you'll never work in this town again. is true, I guess, right? <laughs> it can be. Yeah. Unless you're like one of the top dogs and you're difficult, uh, then, you know, story. unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but you, but you gotta like already be kind of a top dog. Like. Yeah. No, you have to be at the top, top, top. Like it yeah. has to, you have to be at the tippy, tippy top. Or have so, family who's top dogs. Some, I don't know. Some people I know have got blacklisted. Yeah. No, and really? some of them have got blacklisted even with the family. Cause it's like, oh. I don't want to deal with that guy's cousin, you know, or, you know, like, no, so it's just, you have to be a team player. You have mm-hmm. to like show up and do your job and have a good attitude. And I think yeah. if you do that, then, you know, you can have a career in this business. Yeah, definitely. And you're doing it. I mean, you're (laughs) doing it. it. You're amazing. Um, Thank you. So let me ask you one last question. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite horror movie? Okay. You guys asked. I can't answer this. And I try when we talked about how (laughs) it's one of my favorites. One of your favorites. I couldn't, but I could not nail down like a favorite. It was too hard for me. Uh, it's old school. It's an old school movie. It's Jaws. Like I am obsessed with Jaws. I've been watching it since I was five years old. Can you repeat the whole line from Quint when he's talking about the, uh, USS Indianapolis? Oh yeah. When I'm watching it, I can literally say that whole dialogue and my husband gets so annoyed with me when I talk in his, and he talk in his voice like Robert Shaw too. (laughs) No, I don't do that. And then oh, I sing okay. this song, you know, what they sing when they're drunk. And I just literally say every Spain? day. Yes. Yeah. That's oh my gosh. My, 
if that movie is on television, I will just put it on in the background. And it's, listen. I well, mean, it's a very good movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a really good movie. It's it's so job. yeah, that's my favorite. If I was going to choose. Aww. Yeah. There's Jaws right there, by the way. Yay. Yeah, we're definitely going <laughs> to review that before too long. So Jaws, okay. Yeah. Jaws is amazing. Now the sequels are something left to be desired. I watch uh, those two if they're on, tell you, tell uh, you the truth. I, I would really? have put number four, you know, the, the, they go down to the Bahamas or something that makes no sense. Cause those sharks would not be in warm water. And the one in 3d that is so bad. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Gracious. Number three, where it's at the, wa- the uh-huh. park. Uh, Dennis Quaid, right? Then, yeah. Yes. That's good. Oh my God. Um, Jaws. Okay. That is it. Yeah. All right. No, I, well, like I can't, it. I can't imagine being of an age because I wasn't even around when Jaws was made, but I can't imagine being like an 18 year old, like a 25 year old kid or something and going to see that movie. Like, cause the effect, like it had no oh, one had yeah. ever seen that and seeing her like, get attacked like that. Like I remember when I sort of saw it when I was a kid, of course, but like it was already been out. People had already seen it. I just wonder what it would have been like to see it in the theater when it was released. That would have been great. Oh man. Yeah, she broke so, her ribs in that too. They she were pulling did. her oh, I, with a rope. I believe it. I believe oh, yeah, it. they were underwater pulling her with yeah. a rope. So she was like, Yeah, she's getting doing that. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I didn't watch horror movies when I was younger. I only started watching them like like I love horror ago. movies. I love them now. I only started watching them like 10 or 15 years ago. My husband but- hates them, by the way. You uh-huh. guys. Uh, like we've made so but he, we've made- he's making them with you. Yeah, we made three of them and he hates them he will not watch any horror movie with me he gets scared he literally paces oh and one more that i love that he hates he will he watched it with me and he was like why i can't watch this i can't watch this but it the the strangers i I have not seen that oh my i haven't seen it either (gasps) they made a sequel too i think that one actually scared yeah, it looks, me. All right, we have to scary. put that on our list. Yeah, I haven't no, seen I that see it. either. I, yeah. Because it could actually happen. Oh, it's yes. That is, that's, they, break, um, they have the sacks they on their heads in, and they break into someone's, right. I'm not going to say any more than that. That's all I, I know about it. Like, yeah, you'll be like talking it. to the screen being like, no, don't go, don't do that, don't. And my husband, when we were watching oh. it, he would get up and like pace the room while watching. He's like, I just can't, I don't think I can. I can't watch this. It was so funny. Was yeah, I, I don't do movie. as well with ones where they're like, this could actually just straight up be real life. Like yeah. those ones are worse for me. I had, I had, yeah. I remember. You I, need I to watch it then. Watch it and let me know. <laughs> I always, there's a story I tell. I remember, I remember going to, I think we went to go see one of the, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remakes years ago mm-hmm. and a couple of us went and a friend of mine went and she I, I knew she was going to get scared and I said I don't even know why you're coming no I'll be fine it's not a big deal don't worry about it all right fine we're like five minutes into the movie and I just look over and I start to see this and it's I knew I shouldn't have come this is a bad idea <laughs> I said I told you to not come to this but you know people think you know what that thing Tara I was showing you the other day uh horror movies for therapy watching scary oh, movies yeah. for like anxiety and for like, like, like actual for, for therapy. I, I saw an yeah. article on national geographic saying they don't like prove this, but they, there are people out there in the psychiatric and field that think they can suggest, go watch some scary movies to help with your anxiety or your panic attacks, because what? it's, it's, it's a release. Fear is just, it's, you're getting yeah, your fear Yeah, I think out. it's, it's <clears throat> because when you have anxiety, like, right a lot of times you, you don't, there's, it's not coming from anything. Mm. It's coming from your brain. It's just making, making it, it up. Right. Yes. 
And so if you're, this is at least my theory as someone with anxiety, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm a psychiatrist now. Yes. yes tell us. <laughs> Please. No, I'm not. But this is my theory. Like, because you have that anxiety and you have nowhere that it's coming from, you can't like do anything with it. You can't right. like get rid of it. And so if you, I think that's why you, people start having like, like ideations where you start thinking about scary things and and when it starts going like it's like to, OCD to release that energy it's like it's like it's you have to you. have a reason for it you you're so you're making up reasons for it but if you watch a horror movie yeah you it's giving you the reasons for that anxiety and there's that like up and down and up and down and at the end nothing happened and you're okay you right, just right. watched a scary movie feel bad right 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 Okay, yeah. I understand. I I get what you mean. Totally. I think I can definitely see how that could help. Mm-hmm. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see how that could work. God, we've we've uh, run the gamut here today. Yeah, it's been all yeah. over the place. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you. Last thing: Is there anything else you want to share that's coming up for you that we should be looking for you for? Or give us one more plug for where we can get your book. Well, my book will be available on Amazon worldwide, and it's really exciting. It comes out November 12th again at Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict. I have Wait, November 12th? February. Oh, February 12th. February oh, my 12th. God. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> but you Jeez. can read it on November 12th next year if you want to. You can if you want. You, you can you get can it. You can still read it then, too. That's right. That's right. So that's okay. February 12th, Valentine's weekend, because I hate Valentine's Day, and so oh. does Roxanne. Um okay. Yeah, and then I have Secret Life Podcast. You can listen to it anywhere. You can listen to podcasts. Movie Deadly Dead Dead Water just came out. Okay. That's another kind of horror thriller movie. Ooh. And I just got done with Lucifer. And then, uh, yeah. just, you know, I'm just hitting the pavement like every other actress, you know, during a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. So, so guys, look for Brianne everywhere everywhere and you, you go. find her grocery um, stores libraries yeah everywhere. just <laughs> just like walk around and holler oh my god that's so funny no i'm not everywhere but yes, please come <laughs> and yet. listen to secret life it is such a great podcast if you're struggling it will help you not yeah, feel awesome. alone Definitely. So, and, and it sounds like it would be interesting, even if you don't have something you're struggling with, it would be yeah. a lot, you could learn a lot from it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I have people that aren't going through anything and love it and send things like, thank you so much. Or I understand what my daughter's going through or my husband's going or through or my or parents. Yeah. yeah. So it's just being of service. And again, the book's just to be of service to other people and not feel so alone. And it's really mm-hmm. fun. And you'll learn a lot of gossip about Hollywood in Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict. So if you just want a fun read and to go on the ride, you will get that too. That's definitely another good reason to read it too. (laughs) So let's see, we can find the book, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict on Amazon starting on February 12th. Yes. <laughs> we can find Brianne also on her podcast, Secret Secret Life. Yes. <laughs> and Dead Water, which just came out. Yes. And I think and, it's on Showtime. Oh, I think it's, it's on, on Showtime. Showtime. And you can get it on Hulu. And then okay. Six on History just came out on Hulu. So you can watch season one and season two. Oh, I have to watch six. Is so that still good. running? No, we got canceled. Oh. So sad. But two seasons. 
Yeah, okay. we have okay, two Okay, I have to watch that too. Okay. And they're on Hulu now. And then um, Lucifer just came out, which is, you know, on Netflix. And that was such a fun part to play. So Detective That's Dancer. Awesome. So Detective Dancer. Yeah. Is that like Detective one of the Santa's reindeer? No. I was going to no. say Interesting. No. <laughs> interesting I, name. It is an interesting name, but I'm like she's Detective Dancer, really Detective Prancer. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, she's just a really fun, uh, she's like five characters in one. She's was really fascinating. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Okay, so these are where you can find Bran. Um, and we will, we'll put your IMDb on uh, the show notes so that people can see what else you're in that they can come and watch, that they can go and watch you in. Thank you. And uh, for us guys, you can rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you're listening so more people can find us. Please, we appreciate it very much. Um, and don't forget to send us your movie suggestions, your thoughts on movies we've watched, whatever else you want to tell us about to the scary movie project at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Facebook and now on Instagram. Ooh. Both of those are at that, the scary movie project. That newfangled Instagram that all the kids use. That newfangled. <laughs> yeah. It's not even like the kids anymore. It's like nah, the 30 something like, now, like but <laughs> it's not even where the kids are anymore. We're, um, we're, we oldies are getting on right. Instagram, guys. Watch out. <laughs> um, so thanks for being here, Brianne. We really have, love talking me. with you. I have two more quick things that I wanted to say at oh. the very end. That Two um, trivia moments. Not trivia, but sort of. All right. So in prom night, the uh, guy that works at the hotel that um, what's-his-face kills and he finds in the ceiling. Remember, mm -hmm. that's Josh from the Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. And the other trivia part, which maybe you didn't notice, only someone as much insanity as I have for the movie Halloween would notice. When they are in the um, salon, they're getting their hair done before they go. Mm -hmm. When she looks out the window and sees the guy standing across the street, he is standing in front of the Myers house in Pasadena. <gasps> Look at that. No I know way. Josh too. I didn't know Josh that. is a great guy. Yep. yep. My so husband's really good friends I instantly, because I'm just obsessed with that movie. I saw it and I thought, oh, hold on. And then I rewound it and then I looked it up and I said, that is the Myers house. That has to be it. So those are the two little go. things that Guys, I take away. Guys, we're leaving you with a couple that. little extra tidbits uh -huh. there. <laughs> two little things I take away from that movie. So I just wanted to throw that in there. I thought that was very, I love very little cool. Easter eggs that people put in stuff like that. I thought that was great. <laughs> That's so cool. Yep. Well, again, thank you, Brianne. Yes, thank you. We'll have to have you on again sometime. Yes. Maybe, maybe when we watch The Strangers, Sir Jaws, since Ooh. they're your favorites. Jaws. Yeah. Maybe you can come on and talk about them with us. Yes. Okay, perfect. Especially The Strangers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm scared. I'm scared to watch them. Go watch it. Uh, <laughs> you'll be fine. All right. Bye, everybody. Right. The Scary Movie Project podcast is produced by Tara Garwood and Matt Lulich. Learn more at thescarymovieproject.com. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, 
We will discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.